Hello my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. And where we look at the world, world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host today and I'm very happy to be with you here today. Now if you like to SMS us, you can SMS on 04-888-808-11 or you can visit our website faithfm.com.au Write an email to info at faithfm.com.au The year went so quickly and Christmas is here and our theme for this uh, week is um, God keeps his promises. Few questions to consider uh, during this week. Uh, did God promise his son? Why is Jesus better than Santa? Is a virgin birth possible? Is the Christmas story still relevant? And we are going to talk about the Christmas day. Our co-host today is Joseph Maticic and Joseph, it's wonderful to have you with us uh, today. And we are uh, privileged to talk about the birth of Jesus. Yes, well, it's uh, that time of the year, isn't it, Nick? Yes. Yeah, where where has the year gone? It's uh, it's been it's been an incredible year, really. I think um, many many people will really remember this year as as one of the most memorable years for for all that's that's taken place. But uh, yeah, and, and probably Joseph, uh, even if you look back in history or all times, you know, I mean, to live in a modern uh, society and with a year like this, definitely this will uh, be recorded. Uh, one of the 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 most uh, interesting year ever i will say that's right things things changed uh so dramatically so quickly i should say mm. uh for for our whole world and um we uh yeah we we're, we're in this situation that that's gone on for for many months and um whilst here in australia we're fortunate to be emerging out of it relatively well now uh, we're mindful of the fact that in other parts around the world uh, they are still still very much affected by this 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 pandemic and um, yeah yeah uh, it, it's 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 quite quite a struggle and quite a concern for them yeah and Joseph um, as um, our listeners may know already you serve in the capacity of the general secretary for the Seventh Adventist Church here in South Australia and a year like this definitely will put on the plate uh, lots of things and pressure. To, to be able to deal with all the, the requirements, all the things needed to be in place to function as a, as a church. And, um, just in, in a couple of words like that, uh, would you like to just share how was this year for you? <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I, I think like for a lot of people, Nick, um, it, it's been a lot of, um, trying to deal with the, with the regulations, mm-hmm. uh, the government regulations and restrictions on gatherings uh, and the rules regarding uh, social distancing. And and um, and all of that, and so yeah, for for our churches, uh, it, it's really meant a lot of that. Um, uh, very very quickly, uh, we were all 
ordered to to, to you know to close uh, to close for gatherings that is and uh, and so there was a lot of arranging and working with our pastors our church leaders um, how to continue to to provide services either online or you know uh, or, or you know or other ways through when it was possible to meet together in but restricted uh, in restricted the way you know, I know it was a that, challenging that, uh, situation. That, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And so for for a while there, um, yeah, church buildings were, were closed uh, for, for for worship for gatherings. Uh, then we reopened, and then there we had all the the the, um, the guidelines, um, the COVID guidelines, the hygiene guidelines. Too many of them, obviously, are still still with us. And so, yeah, a lot of adjusting, a lot of lot of trying to stay up 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 to date with the. Um, uh, the regulations, uh, the restrictions, and then conveying that to uh, to our pastors, to our leaders, to to our churches, keeping people informed as much as possible, trying to stay up to date uh, with the rapidly changing situation, and um, and but through it all, knowing that God is God is eternal, uh, God is beyond everything, and and that we can we can trust Him, we can. Pray to God, we can commune with Him, and we can still worship and, and believe in God no matter what. Yes, uh, God is sovereign. And That's even right. at the question we're looking today, uh, Joseph, did God promise His Son? And was Christ's birth prophesied? How hard is to make prediction, Joseph? Yeah, so we're, we're looking here at, at, at yeah, the, the um, predictions of the, the coming of, of, of Jesus. How hard is it to make predictions? Well, you look at just um, weather forecasters, Nick. Uh, they study weather patterns, uh, satellite maps, uh, and uh, and and so forth in order to try to forecast the weather. Mm. And uh, usually, the best that they can do is to to forecast what the weather will do, uh, what the weather will be like, up to about seven days in advance. Yes. Uh, maybe a little bit more, but even then, they start becoming tentative. Predictions are hard to do. Predictions are hard to do. For example, here's some predictions that, that were made over years. Daryl Zanuck, who was the head of the 20th Century Fox Productions, he said um, some years back, television won't last because people will soon get tired of staring at a plywood box every night. <laughs> well, you know, here we are, Nick, and um, television is certainly certainly in every home. In virtually every living room, and um, uh, yes, we have uh, uh, you know also on on our te- uh, computer screens and television now on demand, and but it's still there. It's and people still are glued to the very to much that so. box, we, that we, wooden box, uh, eh? <laughs> yeah, may, may not always be as wooden. Uh, probably moved a little bit more to plastic, but uh, yeah, that, that, that was one prediction that certainly hasn't worked out. Um, then, then I think of another pr- uh, statement that was made. This one's by um, Margaret Thatcher. And she said, it will be years, she said, not in my time, before a woman will become prime minister. Now, of course, it was uh, she went on to become the first woman prime minister of the United Kingdom. You're right. Um, and yet uh, she made the prediction that, that a woman would not become a prime minister in her time. And yet yeah. she, she, has and not she, she was not that iron lady. That's right. <laughs> Uh, then there have been other predictions, such as that the motor car will will not last or not succeed, and and we could go on. Um, and so, you know, predicting something is is hard business. Mm. And uh, imagine Nick now um, predicting uh, the birth of a person years into the future, mm-hmm. and then imagine predicting where they would be born and to what family and lineage they would come from. 
Imagine predicting what they would do, even how they would die. Imagine trying to predict all of that in advance. And what if all these predictions were fulfilled in the one person? Well, that's exactly what we have with the predictions about the coming of Jesus Christ. We have a number of predictions that were made hundreds of years in advance. Right. About the coming of Jesus. And, um, and how they were, what we're going to see uh, today is, is just some of those predictions. Now, this time of the year, Nick, um, as you, you touched on there in, in the introduction, millions around the world yeah, we are thinking, celebrating um, what we call Christmas. Now, we are not just remembering an event that took place 2,000 years ago with the birth of a baby. Mm. I want to suggest that the most remarkable thing with the birth of Jesus, with him, with him coming down to this world as a baby, his life, then his death and resurrection, the most remarkable thing is that this was uh, predicted hundreds and on some occasions some predictions about the, the nature of, of, of his coming was predicting thousands of years before it took place. Even at the beginning, you know, when the sin came into uh, into place, you know, that was a promise there about the uh, the one who will come. Uh, well, that, that that's exactly right. In fact, uh, let, let me let me start with that one, Nick. That you're referring to Genesis chapter three and verse fifteen, where God spoke to to Adam and Eve in the garden. Um, there, after they had taken of the fruit from the tree, uh, after they had disobeyed God, um, after they had had sinned, immediately God gives actually gives a promise here, which He states here in Genesis chapter three and verse fifteen. He says, "And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel." Right. That is the very first prediction of someone who's going to come as a deliverer, someone who's going to come uh, to defeat Satan, someone who's going to come and, and, and crush him. That This is the first messianic prophecy mm-hmm. that we have in the Bible. Yes. Right back there, right back in Eden, uh, right in the very beginning, thousands of years and what does it tell us here? That he is going to come as a as a descendant, uh, as a, as an offspring. That he he would come as, as essentially as, as the seed, the descendant of the woman. Yes, and that is exactly how it was with Jesus. We find so that's the prediction, and the prophecy was fulfilled with with the birth of Jesus in Galatians chapter four. It tells us that in the fullness of time, God sent his son, then it says, born of a woman. Yes. Jesus came as the seed of the woman. And uh, so, very first prediction, thousands of years ago, isn't it remarkable, uh, of one who would come. And it was pointing to him as coming as one who would be the uh, the offspring of a woman, the seed of a woman, that was Jesus. Mm. We're going to look at a few more. Now, what's interesting, Nick, is... There are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament about the Messiah that were fulfilled, fulfilled in Jesus' life. Yes. You know, that, that's incredible. That, that means over 300 predictions made about his life that happened that were fulfilled just as they were predicted. Remarkable. Yeah. 
uh, today in this program where we certainly don't have time nowhere near to look, look through all those 300. Instead, as it pertains to this particular week, of course, we're going to concentrate on those predictions that are related to the birth. The birth of Jesus. The birth of Jesus. And, and please share with us, uh, Joseph. And so what we've seen is, well, we already touched on one, and that, that very early one, right in the beginning, the promise of, uh, of someone who would come to, to crush the head of the serpent, uh, who'd be born of a woman, that, 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 w- that was Jesus, of course. Then, then I want to take us to, to, to another one, Nick, and that's, uh, that's the prediction the Bible gives, and particularly in the Old Testament, uh, that we will see that there are a number of predictions about the, the nature and the manner of his birth. Okay. So, not only does it tell us uh, that one would come, born of a woman, now it tells us the nature of, of the birth. Have a look at this prediction. This one's uh, recorded in the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, and I'm reading here uh, from, from, from verse 14. This is about 700 years before the birth of Christ. And it says there in Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. The prediction there is that Jesus would be born of a virgin. It states it clearly. Now, that's the prediction, and of course, the fulfillment. We find this in Matthew chapter 1 and... um, uh, and I'm going to read a little bit more of the the, the, the account here because uh, this this is relevant for uh, for this time of the year. From verse 18, Matthew 1 verse 18, let's read from here. It says there in the Bible, This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, in other words, they weren't married, which means she was still a virgin, yes. she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then it says this, and all this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet And then he quotes verse 23. In verse 23, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. It was predicted, we saw there, back in Isaiah, by Isaiah, 700-something years beforehand, that uh, his birth, that he'd be born of a virgin, and here we find... It clearly stating Mary, the mother of Jesus, was a virgin, and Jesus was born, born of a virgin. Wow. Incredible. So, uh, the manner of his birth predicted, and as it's predicted, that's exactly fulfilled. Fulfilled. You're right. Mm. You're right. Let, let's go on to another prediction. It predicted that uh, the Messiah would come as as a descendant of Abraham. Now uh, we find the prediction. That prediction, actually in a couple of places, Nick, but um, if I'll share with you uh, one from Genesis chapter 12, uh, where we find uh, these words, uh, God said to Abraham, 
in verse 3, Genesis 12, 3, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on the earth will be will be blessed uh, through through you. Uh, let, let's go a little bit further to um, uh, to see this in, in 22, chapter 22, and, um, and, and, and verse 18. And God, again, here uh, with Abraham, um, when he, he, he told him, he said uh, that he would bless him and make his descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. This is in verse 17. And as the sand on the seashore. And then in verse 18 it says, And through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed. And so through Abraham would, would come one who, um, through um, an offspring that, that would bless, bless, bless everyone. Um, so the prediction is that Jesus would be a descendant of, of Abraham. Uh, the, the fulfillment of that, well, we find over in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1, right at the beginning when he tells us uh, this is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And so we find here that his uh, ancestry is identified Absolutely. Hundreds, even thousands of years uh, b- b- beforehand. And in detail. In detail, yep. Now, further to that, there's an, uh, and the next prediction I want to share. It tells us uh, not only that his ancestry would come ultimately from Abraham, but that he would be from the, the Messiah, that Jesus would be from the tribe of Judah. Uh, let, let's read about that here. In, um, uh, let, let's read that prediction, shall we? Uh, Genesis uh, chapter chapter 49, and um, it says, um, this, is, this is referring to, to Judah. And uh, in verse 10 it says, The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's star from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nations shall be his. The scepter, the scepter is what, what, what royalties ruled with, Yes, will not depart from Judah. So it, 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 it predicts here, that from the tribe of Judah, from the tribe of Judah would, would come the, the Messiah King. Uh, and the King of Kings. So it says that, uh, that from, from Judah. So uh, let's look at the fulfillment. Did, did Jesus come from the tribe of Judah? Well, let's see what it says in the fulfillment in Luke chapter 3. And uh, if we see here verses 23, uh, for example, it says this. In, in Luke, it tells us that Jesus himself uh, was the son of Joseph, and then he goes on and enlists um, his his genealogy here, the son of Joseph, and so on. It follows the genealogy right through. Come down to verse thirty three, and it says that he was the son of Judah, the son of Judah. Notice that Jesus came as the son of uh, from the tribe, I should say, the tribe of Judah. Um, so it, it even his his ancestral his lineage which which tribe he would he would be from it tells us now uh, there's and, an and, and just on that one uh, Joseph for a moment because uh, as you mentioned about the the, the scepter yes. will not uh, depart from Judah now most amazingly because if you think of the earthly kings there are kings in Israel uh, from other tribes. Not only from Judah, but you're talking about here the king of kings. That's referring right. to Jesus, which means will never depart from Judah. That's right. You know, because Jesus was promised 
from the tribe of Judah. He came from the tribe of Judah, and he's the king. Of, yes. And um, yeah, that's amazing. Just a little uh, thing there. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Bible predicts, that, you know, the, the uh, that that Jesus would come born of a woman. We've seen that he would be born of a a virgin. That's exact. That was exactly fulfilled. Uh, that he would be a descendant of Abraham. That clearly is established um, in in his genealogies uh, in in the gospel accounts um, that he would come from the tribe of Judah. It it makes that perfectly clear as well. And then another prediction is that he would be a son of David. Wow, he's da- narrowing down. David, of course, was the great. King of Israel, yes, right, yeah, yes. The, 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 the great King of Israel. Uh, let, let, let me read. Let me let me share. This is this is really really interesting. Uh, we find this in um, uh, the, the prediction that that's, that's made in Second Samuel, uh, chapter chapter seven, Second uh, Samuel, uh, and and um, if we read here, this pick it up in the middle of verse eleven. God promises here to David: the Lord declares to you that the Lord Himself will establish a house for you. Verse 12, when your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. Wow. He is the one who will build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. And then come down to verse 16, your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established uh, established forever. It tells here, God is saying to David that his descendant uh, from, from, from David's ancestors, from, from David's ancestors would arise one who would establish the kingdom. A son of David would come, mm, essentially. Mm. Uh, there's another one that I want to, another prediction related to that uh, over in, in Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah, this one's in Jeremiah 23, and, uh, and this is in, in verse 5, and uh, this is what, what it says there. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. If I add a little bit more, in his days Judah will be saved, Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteous Saviour. Now, it's going on there even, it, um, and I'm going to mention this a little bit later on, there, there are predictions even na- um, made about what names, what titles Jesus would have. Yes. Remar- remarkable. Wow. Um, all these predictions. But uh, the point here particularly is it, it tells us, God, uh, it's predicted here that uh that a son of King David would come who's going to reign. That's the prediction. And that's and, and, the prophecy. And we're dealing here with prophecy that's and right. fulfillment. Exactly a right. A prophecy yeah. and a fulfillment. Yeah. Prophecy made hundreds of years beforehand. Mm. It's staggering. You know, people, uh, you know, imagine trying to predict from now someone that's going to come in years to come. It's, it'd be impossible for our human minds. Yes. Uh, this, this, this was what makes the coming of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, so remarkable. It wasn't a coincidence. It wasn't an accident. It, not only that, it means that he's not just any ordinary person that was born. Right. Yes. And I think uh, that really becomes the key. But let's, let, let's, let's go on, Nick. Um, so, so far I've, I've mentioned um, five different predictions. Um, here's prediction number six. Um, the Bible predicted 
the, the, the very place where Jesus would be born. And that was made about 700 years beforehand. Rem- remarkable prediction. Now, we will, we will recognize this one because uh, you ask people today where Jesus was born and most people you know, very, 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 very quickly answer it. But let's first look at the prediction, though, because this is really interesting. Uh, Micah, the prediction's made in the, in the small uh, book called Micah, Old Testament prophet, about 700 B.C. Mm. Imagine that, seven mm. centuries beforehand. It predicts where the Messiah is going to be, the very town. Now, notice this, uh, what the prediction says. It's Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, it specifies it. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Now, there's a lot in this verse, Nick. Let's not miss it. Um, Clearly, and this is the main thing I, I, I want to bring out, is that it predicts here, it specifies the very town where Jesus would be born. Um, Now, it doesn't mention his name, but it says that um, would come the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old. Yes. From ancient times. What's that saying? Well, it's it's referring to someone who's going to come who's already existed. Mm. It's also indicating that Jesus Jesus was divine. Jesus pre-existed. Jesus has existed. He he just, um, when he was born, he, he, he entered this world uh, through the womb, through um, came came as a child, came came as a babe. Mm, um, mm. But he predicts the very town. And it specified Bethlehem Ephrathah. Bethlehem was not a large place, but it, it specifies it by name. Remarkable. Absolutely. Remarkable. And, and as you mentioned that, uh, now I know uh, we may not have time to go into this, but um, there were two Bethlehems. <laughs> And uh, to specify the Bethlehem Ephrata, which is a small uh, village, a small uh, town, that's remarkable, Joseph. To uh, uh, you know, the author of this prophecy to pick up that to say, "Hey, yeah. don't be confused. Yeah, Even right. though there are two Bethlehems, yep. he will come out of Bethlehem of Ephrata." That that is a that's fascinating. You, you, you're so right. And then not only that, but w- when it when we come to the time of Jesus' birth, his parents, uh, so Joseph and Mary, w- were actually not in Bethlehem. Mm, mm. So so, <laughs> so he, he, we've got a bit of an issue here. Uh, they're actually. You know, let, let me let me read this um, uh, from Luke chapter two. Uh, we read this detail in the day in those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world uh, this and it, and then it goes on a, a bit further in verse 3 it says and everyone went to their own town to register verse 4 so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Mm. Okay, now here's the, uh, the the Christmas story, the, the account here um, that, that the Bible outlines for us about the story. Joseph and Mary have to make the trip to Bethlehem. In other words, they, they weren't even in Bethlehem. Yes. They're in a completely different city. Over in Nazareth, in a completely different region. 
Mary is with child. Mary is pregnant, but they're in a different city. And then what we find happen is a, a census is called uh, by the Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus, calls a census and uh, orders that everyone returns to their, their hometowns, their place of birth. And, and that is what uh, sparks for Joseph, you know, take Mary, uh, heavily pregnant, on this trip, under normal circumstances, you wouldn't be correct. Up, wouldn't be up and yeah. going, but but they're going to end up having to go to Bethlehem, and by getting to Bethlehem, they end, that means that they end up in the city, in, in the very place where the prophecy over seven hundred years beforehand had predicted that he that Jesus was to be born. So events work out to lead to the fulfilment of the prophecy, mm. and Jesus, as was predicted, is born. In Bethlehem, and so the, the account finishes here. Uh, as it says, Joseph went up from Nazareth to Bethlehem to take Mary, uh, who was expecting a child. And while they were there, that's in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, in Bethlehem. Amazing, amazing, Joseph. Hey, we may just t- uh, take a short break here, and we'll play a song, "Cradle in Bethlehem." And we'll be back with you just in um, in a short time. Don't go anywhere. Please stay with us. Uh, this is Fate FM Drive Time Big Q and A.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and our co-host is Joseph Maticic. We are looking today at the question, did God promise his son? Joseph, what an amazing night that would have been in uh, Bethlehem. And as the song, just we listened uh, before, you know, wow, I I just try to imagine, you know, mm. the... Um, what happened there and so many people were not aware but there are definitely groups of people who were uh, anticipating uh, that amazing thing you know and the, the surroundings the surroundings of uh, of this amazing event yes. which took place which we talk again and again at least every year very intentionally yeah. at this uh, period of time about the birth of Jesus Christ yeah. our savior yeah. Now, you look at in uh, quite few uh, passages in the Bible uh, talking about the prophecy about Messiah and the fulfillment of the prophecy and how important it is to see in detail how this prophecy p- took place in, in very little details. What else, uh, Joseph, mm-hmm. would you like to share in this regard? Yeah, uh, look, uh, th- there are ten, at least ten different prophecies relating to the birth of Jesus Christ, Nick. Uh, we've looked at six of them. Mm. So we've looked at the nature of his birth. It'd be born of a woman, born of a virgin, um, his ancestry. Uh, we've looked at uh, that he'd be a son of David. Um, and then most recently, just before that last song, we saw that the, it predicts the very place of his birth, the very town where he would be born in. Let me go on. Uh, th- there's, there are other predictions. There are predictions that were made about the events that would, be, that would occur surrounding his birth. Mm-hmm. And um, one of these is uh, found in Numbers chapter 24, hundreds of years, you know, probably a couple of thousand years beforehand. The prediction is this, Numbers 24, verse 17. It says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. It refers there to a star. Anyone that's familiar a little bit with the um, the story of, of the birth of Jesus will know that a star was very significant in that story. Mm. Why? Well, uh, wh- what was the fulfillment? What, how did that get fulfilled? What, what, what took place? Let me, let me share. Let me remind us of uh, the visit that's recorded here in Matthew chapter 2. Here's the fulfillment. Reading from verse 1. After Jesus was born... In Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi, this is where in other versions calls them wise men from the east, mm-hmm. came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. What do they say? These are wise men who've come from the east and they come looking for the King of the Jews. And they say, we saw his star. And interesting because these people, they were not part of Israel, you no. know, but they were um, interested and in studying the, they were astrologers, yeah. I believe, you know, they, they studying the heavens, you know, and, and they read somewhere about that star and something about what will happen. Uh, when that star will uh, will uh, well, that's right. That, that, that prediction rise. was a um, couple of thousand years earlier, where it says a star will come out. Mm. Numbers twenty four. The predictions made there: a star will come out. And now these wise men. 
turn up and they say, we have seen his star. Quite remarkable. And just just going a bit further on that, uh, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And he called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law. And he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. Okay. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. And now it quotes. This is the prediction we, we mentioned before. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. <laughs> it's interesting. We have these wise men coming from the east who recognize that something's taken place. They see the star and they come to Jerusalem from afar. And there in Jerusalem, Herod is disturbed by this news that could be a, a new king born, a potential rival to him. He calls the chief priests, asking where was the Messiah to be born? And they tell him because they know the prediction. And, and the prediction is the, is, the, is the prophecy that they're quoting from Micah that we referred to a bit earlier, that Jesus would be born in the town of Bethlehem. Yes, Sadly, though, we, it was the, these wise men from afar, these magi that came to worship Jesus, the, the Jewish leaders themselves who were there did not come. Missing out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even though the prediction was there, they, they, they could have seen it. They, they knew about it, but they didn't uh, heed it. And so we have these predictions regarding to the events surrounding the birth of Jesus. There'd be a star. The Bible also gives some other predictions about what would what other events would would occur surrounding his birth. Another event that's referred to is that there would be the murder of infants mm-hmm. in in Bethlehem. Uh, the prediction was made back in the time of Jeremiah, chapter thirty one, verse fifteen. We read this. This is what the Lord says: A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. And tragic uh, reference here to the murder of innocent children. How was that fulfilled? Well, that was fulfilled after subsequent to the visit of the wise men who turned up to King Herod to ask, where is the king of the Jews, one born to be the king of the Jews? Herod then uh, sent them on to Bethlehem and said, go and search for the child, and when you found him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. However, uh, the, the wise men were warned not to go back to Herod, and so they, they didn't. They went home a different way. And then as a result, we read this. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and in its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. And then the Bible says this, Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Yes. The Bible predicted there would be be this tragic event um, subsequent to the time of the birth of Jesus, this this murder of these babies. And uh, that's what happened. Herod orders uh, when he hears uh, that there was this king born and the wise men didn't come back to him, he orders that all baby boys be, be killed. Now, of course, an angel in the intervening period had come to Joseph and warns him to take Mary and the child and flee to Egypt. And so they, they are able to flee before uh, this took place. This yep. took place. Yep. And so Jesus was spared on this occasion. But remarkable, another prediction here about uh, what would happen with the birth of Jesus. Then we have um, also prophecies uh, given 
about what names Jesus would have. Uh, for example, in the Old Testament, in Psalms, so this is again hundreds of years beforehand, um, it says that his name w- w- would be Lord. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand. Um, this is Psalm 110. Um, and um, Jesus would be called Lord. Uh, and, and the fulfillment of that, well, uh, if, if I can read from Luke chapter, uh, Luke chapter 2 and, uh, and, and verse, yeah, verse 11, when, when the angels appeared to the shepherds, they said, Today in the town of David, a sa- this is Luke 2.11, A Saviour has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. The mm, Lord. Mm. Then there is, uh, well, we read this passage a little bit earlier, uh, but uh, I want us to notice in, in Isaiah, so about 700 years beforehand, it tells us this, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Right. It tells us that he will be called Emmanuel. The fulfillment of that, well, uh, Matthew Chapter 1 and verse uh, 23 says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with, with us. us. So the very name for Jesus and the titles uh, were predicted hundreds of years um, beforehand. Uh, there's another one in Isaiah that says that he will be called Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And that's, of course, who, who Jesus was. So we have these, uh, a number of these predictions. Altogether, so far, I have shared nine different prophecies concerning the birth of Jesus. Yes. And, and Joseph, here, just if I could uh, play a beautiful song that, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Sounds beautiful good. song. And we'll be back. Please don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A.
song and uh, the name Emmanuel which you mentioned Joseph uh, God with us mm-hmm. was very important to see that that was prophesied was predicted and fulfilled in the Bible now uh, just uh, in the last few minutes which we have uh, left Joseph uh, we may have another one to um, to consider today because you said the 10 uh, predictions about the birth of Jesus. Uh, how would you like to share with us the uh, the number 10? Yeah, sure. Uh, hopefully I've left the, the best one for the last one, Nick, because this, this prediction is where it was predicted the time for when Jesus would come. Mm-hmm. So we've seen predictions about um, how he would be born, um, manner of his birth, uh, the names he would have. And we have one more here that I want to take our, our listeners to, and that is to show that the, the Old Testament even gives us an indication that predicts when, when the Messiah would come. Remarkable. And um, this prediction is found in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. It's a prediction that was given in the context of when um, uh, Daniel w- was in Babylon. And uh, it talks about uh, back in the 6th century, so it's it's over five hundred years before the event. Uh, Daniel was a was a young uh, nobleman who'd been captured um, during the siege of Jerusalem in six hundred six oh five BC, taken to to Babylon, and uh, and he spent uh, uh, his life there. But he was there that he was given a number of incredible visions and, mm-hmm. and, and prophecies, and this is one that we find Daniel chapter nine and uh, and verse. Uh, reading from verse 24, actually in verse 25, it says, Know therefore and understand that from the, f- the going forth of the command to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem until the Messiah, the Prince, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Right. And after the 62 weeks, it goes on a bit further uh, in the next verse. It says, And after the 62 weeks, Messiah will be cut off, but not for himself. Nick, here's, here's an incredible prediction. It tells us that from the decree to restore and to re- rebuild Jerusalem, uh, there will be a period of time from that decree 
until the Messiah the Prince. It gives us a specific time period. Wow. Now, it's couched in a bit of a um, kind of symbolic language it, it, um, where it says seven weeks and 62 weeks. We would normally just give a time period, but you know, as we unpack that, um, weeks here are understood as weeks of years. Yes. Uh, in in um, weeks of years. So seven plus 62 is actually 69 weeks. 69 by 7 gives us 483. Yeah, and I know you're talking with a prophetic language here. That's right. And we may not, um, if some of our listeners may not uh, come across uh, the, um, in the, well, in Ezekiel or in other parts in the Bible, ma- right. mentioning about a day and a year uh, for a prophetic uh, time. By the way, on this one, we are uh, uh, having prophecy seminars going on around uh, the place yep. and if you're interested to know more about this I'm just uh, addressing our listeners here don't hesitate to contact us but yeah you're right yep. keep going Joseph yeah sure and so what we find here is this this prophecy is saying that from the commandment to restore Jerusalem until the Messiah now who's the Messiah that's that's Jesus there will be seven weeks plus 62 seven plus 62 is 69 69 sevens gives us 483 and as you said uh, uh, this is a symbolic time period in prophecy a day represents a year so 483 equates to 483 years mm. we're given a very specific time period when does this start well it tells us from the commandment Issuing of the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. Well, when was that? We, when we read in the Old Testament book of Ezra, Ezra chapter 7 gives us the account of when um, uh, Artaxerxes uh, issued a, uh, a decree that allowed the Jews to restore and rebuild. And um, historically, we can date that to 457 BC. That means we have now have a starting point. 457 BC is the year when the command came out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. What did the prophecy say? That from the command until the Messiah there would be 7 plus 6 to do. In other words, 483 years Mm -hmm. would transpire from then until the Messiah. If we go 483 from 457 BC, Nick, it brings us to the year 27 AD. Wow. What happened in 27 AD? That is the very year that Jesus was baptized. Now, why is that significant? Because at his baptism, and you read about this in Luke chapter 3, Luke chapter 3 uh, clearly documents who, who was the king, who was the Caesar that was reigning. In other words, we can, we can accurately document it. You read there in Luke chapter 3, that was the year that Jesus was baptized. And uh, when he was baptized, uh, he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove. Uh, This is my beloved son, the voice spoke from heaven. And uh, he began his ministry from that moment. Just as the the prophecy predicted from the command to restore until the Messiah would be 483 years. Jesus came right on time. The Bible predicted. It's quite remarkable. Well, Nick, you know, we've seen 10 different predictions about the birth of Jesus. Now, to, to conclude, we would have to ask the question, what are the chances of someone by accident fulfilling all these predictions? Now, could we say, oh, well, it could be a fluke that someone just happened to be in the right place, right time? 
Well, you know what, Nick? It, it's actually been it, it's actually been worked out. Uh, there's been a mathematician astronomer by the name of Peter Stoner. He calculated what are the chances of someone fulfilling just eight of these prophecies. Now, th- there are over three hundred prophecies made about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Over three hundred. Mm-hmm. What are the chances of someone just fluking? And by accident, fulfilling eight of them. Peter Stoner, this mathematician astronomer, has worked out that the chances of that is is one in one hundred million million million. That looks like one with a whole heap of zeros after it. That's an extraordinary amount. Now, what are the chances of someone fulfilling forty eight of those prophecies? He, he has calculated. Well, the number then is so great that it's it has so many zeros that it would be like here's the here's here's the way to look at it is if we covered the entire state of New South Wales with a dollar coins meter high, and you blindfolded someone and said, "Go and pick one out that's been specifically marked," it's 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 an impossibility. Yes, that that's that the it's it totally improbable for someone by chance to fulfil this. We're just left. With the with the um, the conclusion that Jesus was no ordinary person, he came as the predicted Messiah on time. He was the one that came as the Savior of the world. That's wonderful, um, uh, Joseph. And all through this, uh, Joseph, we may just throw a little conclusion there. If this was all false, I mean, we look at these options. Yes, either Jesus was. A liar That's himself, right. or yeah. or he was a lunatic for um, doing the things he did, and ultimately um, going to the cross and being killed. Yeah, or otherwise, he is Lord. He's Lord. Yeah, he's Lord. And if we are uh, going to sing those beautiful carols right in this season, mentioning about Jesus, our Lord, we should mean it. He's the Almighty. God That's right. is the creator. He's Lord Jesus Christ. Everything was prophesied about him. And we should take heed of this and really live this moment with that faith in, in the almighty God and in Jesus. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Hey, our time is up for uh, today, Joseph. Uh, thank you so much for sharing with us uh, about this um, amazing prophecies and the fulfillment of each one of them. We have to say uh, goodbye to our listeners today, but uh, don't uh, uh, hesitate. I'm saying this to contact us. If you have any questions, inquiries, you have suggestions, you can um, SMS us on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one or visit our website faithfm.com.au. But please join us again uh, as we are looking in the next program about uh, why is Jesus better than Santa. Until then, may God richly bless you and Merry Christmas. Long awaited precious
just promise.